Aaron Hogan, Rod Papers, Hook Em Up, 1019, AM 1260, The Horn. Thursday on The Horn, it is uh, cold and blustery wind outside Austin, Texas. Be careful out there. Got wildfires in the panhandle. We got fires all over Austin yesterday. Oh, Be man. careful out there with your Please do. flammable materials, cigarette butts and whatnot. But uh, 70s, we'll be back in the 70s this weekend, Ron. Welcome to Texas. Exactly. Currently 45 degrees and feels colder because of a uh, cold north wind. You get multiple seasons in one week. That's right. 72 hours. Yep. Multiple seasons. Oh, man. We're going to go from summer to winter to spring. In about a three-day period. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. Hey, good news. If you're, uh, you know, there are 11 Longhorns at the scouting combine in Indianapolis, including uh, Keelan Robinson. Keelan Robinson. You've talked about this, Rod. But, um, you know, Keelan Robinson's going to make it in the NFL. It's going to be as a specialist. Yep. Special teamer. I believe so. Yep. Uh, Well, how about this? It says, uh, before the scouting combine was believed the NFL could not get at least 24 owners to approve the XFL-style kickoff rule. It says here that is now changing. Appearing on Thursday's PFT, Pro Football Talk Live, NFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations Troy Vincent said he currently believes that momentum is building toward persuading enough owners to embrace the change. Yeah. Which would make the, hey, you know, make America great again, make the kickoff fun again. I'm telling you. I think that because it's, I think it started out, you know, with, without enough votes, but something shifted, something changed in the last, I don't know, two months with this conversation and I, I think they're kind of paying attention to what the actual rule is. Like the initial jerseys, yeah, I don't want to Maybe change. they didn't do their research. I don't know what it is, but they, they, there's been report, really positive reports lately. I mean, we talked about it last week, too. I think they're going to change it. I, I, think do, they, I do, too. I think in March, when they meet up and it can be, you know, proposed again, I think they're going to have a proposal on. And it makes so much sense, man. You could, they would, XFL returns 90% of their kickoff returns. 90% of them. So it becomes an exciting play. Oh, and, and it's so much safer. I mean, this is the year in which Devin Hester is going in the Hall of Fame. This is, you know, the kickoff's always been. But you, you yeah. ran on kickoff duty, that kickoff drill. That's where the, the, the huge collisions happen. That's where the car crashes. The concussions are. where your shoulder yeah. injuries came from. You're yeah. trying to be a wedge buster at 180 pounds. That's where it happens. Uh, it ain't going to work. Uh, but so the, the XFL approach, um, you know, most players only five yards apart the moment the kick is received. Returns will again be incentivized. Yep. And maybe this is the number, right? Over 85% of kickoffs this year were, were touchbacks. Terrible. And every kickoff in the Super Bowl was a touchback. All 13. Yeah. 13 it's, kickoffs, 13 touchbacks. It's not even, like I said, it, it's, it's a, turn it's, it off the TV stuff. It's a go, yeah, it's a go get snacks, go to the bathroom kind of play. It's a, it's a useless, wasted play now in the NFL. That's, that's, inven, that's inventory for you, right? You got people leaving there. You got eyeballs leaving the television sets. Uh, you want to make every play count in the NFL. And I think it's a TV show, Rod. Yeah, I really do. I think they're going to change that. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, they used to have theme songs <laughs> for television shows back in the day, like long theme songs that would take up like 30, 30 seconds, 30, 40 seconds of a TV show would be devoted to a theme song. Pay, uh, you know, pay someone, pay them money. They get money and royalties just from doing the, the, the intro <laughs> right, to your theme song of your TV show or whatever it is. Have you noticed now they don't do that? Now it's just it's just a little bit of audio, and it may be 
it may be 10 seconds, if that. Some shows, Some shows right have, no, they have nothing. They go right into it. Just, you know, so, yeah, exactly. They go right into it. Kirby Enthusiasm, they play a little jab, boom. Seinfeld was one of the first. Seinfeld was like, doom, 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 boom. And they went right into get it. To the meat, man. Music get to the music get right to it. That's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like, now nah, they're getting past the point where they don't need the, the useless theme song anymore, even though I really enjoy television theme songs. They're like, no, no, let's make it count. We need that inventory. Let's start. Let's just start the show right away. And it is a TV show, as I always say, and you want to start the show right away. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Boom, from the jump, people were like, oh, man, that well, kickoff. And, and you yeah. know, in the history of the sport, I mean, kickoffs are some of the most exciting plays. They haven't, but they're the most violent players. That's right. That's right. And the NFL has been trying to legislate violence out of the game. They've done a really good job of it. They used to sell violence. That's the whole thing. And they they can't sell violence anymore because mothers don't want their kids playing a game that is considered violent. So they don't sell violence anymore. They sell points. They sell scoring. um, And I think the new kickoff idea will take the violent aspect out of the game because nobody moves until – the returner catches the ball. That's right. And they're so, five yards apart. Yeah, and they're five yards apart. So as soon as he catches the ball, then they can move. But think about how much space that gives the returner. That's right. It gives you a ton of space You'll be tuning to work. in. Oh, man. You'll start putting great athletes back there. And you'll start, you'll start prioritizing players who can I'm putting Tyreek Hill on kick return. Yeah, because well, it's safer for him now. It used to be really, it used to be really dangerous. Up. Yeah, you got a guy running, you know, for four with a forty-yard head start, full speed. Man, Doesn't if get I get blocked and he's depleting your I hit best your, player, yes, exactly. You don't want that. But now I can't even, I, I can't even gather that kind of force. I'm going to be blocked initially, and then the you know, the best I can do is just make it, make it open field tackles, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Well, the thing, think it. about it. You're, you're putting Tyreek Hill on kick return. Yeah, and, and I'm watching. But your best player out there, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's exactly right. People can't tackle him in Think space about, without a running start. He's I mean, gonna get. He's gonna get 30, 35 yards every time. Seems like it. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Uh, according to this report, it's uh, Troy Vincent of the uh, NFL Football Ops. Yeah. It's growing momentum it's, to uh, it's to change yeah. the rule. They and yeah, when it. you have thirteen kickoffs in the Super Bowl, which is the biggest television show of the year, and thirteen touchbacks, that's boring. That's, I mean, it's you know they actually even moved the extra point back just to make it somewhat dramatic. And they dramatic. now they miss extra points now and then. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the number of extra Super Bowl. <laughs> they missed yeah, well, extra well, It wasn't because of that, but it, they missed extra point. Exactly. That's it was one of the, it was the biggest huge, plays of the game. Huge uh, <laughs> critical moment in the football game. Exactly right. Yeah, no, you're right. But it's more did. drama. You want to you got to create more drama, and that is a play with no – that play has no drama. Think about the, the NFL, all their plays. Well, listen, guys, they're only like – if you want to look at the total minutes of play, what are they, like 20 – 20, 30 minutes of actual action in a football game? About 20. Yeah, it's about a, but it's a 30, it's a three-hour <laughs> extra, three-hour production extravaganza. And think about it, that play, as you just talked about, in the Super Bowl, guys, that's a boring, it's a boring play. There's no drama. Every other play has drama. You just talked about the two-point conversion. Oh, sorry, the extra point. They moved that back to incentivize the two-point conversion. That's just to create drama. They got to create more drama on that, on that play. 100%. We, we, we saw two games end this year on punt returns. Yeah. In overtime. Yeah. Punt return is still exciting. That's right. Punt so the punt return exciting. still matters. Yeah. It's still an important play. It is. You can muff the punt. You can uh-huh. return the punt. There's a lot that can happen on Super a punt. Super Bowl. That's right. But didn't they have a muff punt? Muff punt. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so, yeah. Exactly right. We got drama. We need the – you want the drama. And every play, there should be some drama in every play. Well, props to the XFL for pushing the envelope. Hey. Maybe changing the game. Change it. And then the helping, helping Keelan Robinson out. Uh, yeah. You know, a little bit. have a roster Now spot. somebody's <laughs> like, you know what, they changed that play. The Keelan Robinson kid can – can really return kicks. I don't want my – some team would decide, I don't want my superstar back there. 
I need somebody designated. That's what they do. That's what they do. Devin That's what Hester. They do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the next Devin Hester. Great point. No, man, I love hey, it. Let's get to uh, the other headlines of the morning. Rod's got a rant coming up. It's a busy Thursday. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the top stories. We start with college hoops and a uh, disappointing and crushing loss north of the Red River for the third-ranked Texas women last night. Uh, Vic Schaefer's Longhorns looking to make it nine straight wins and pull even with Oklahoma top the Big 12 standings. Had a chance. Madison Booker grabbed a rebound with about 14 seconds to go. Never really controlled the ball. Was called for traveling on the play. That led to Oklahoma maintaining possession uh, on a possession in which uh, Longhorns led the game 70-68 to 68 at the time. Under 10 seconds to go after a scramble for a rebound. Uh, Oklahoma senior Lexi Keys got the ball and drained the game-winning three-pointer with under four seconds on the clock. They win at 71-70. Win the outright Big 12 regular season title. Beat the Longhorns twice in the regular season. Madison Booker finished with 26 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. They are down 26-4 and 13-4 and overall. Uh, Sooners... Improved to 14 and two, big picture. Texas BYU in the regular season finale on Saturday, 15 and two, I should say, for Oklahoma. Luka Doncic had 30 points, 16 assists, 11 rebounds on his 25th birthday last night. Kyrie Irving scored 15 of his 29 in the fourth quarter. The Mavericks beat Toronto 136-125 one night after getting buzzer beatered in Cleveland. They get the victory there. Today's the first day of the on-field workouts at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Defensive linemen, linebackers going through their way-ins, then hitting the field there at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. Three former Longhorns taking part, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, and Jalen Ford putting through their paces. Wednesday's portion of the league week-long event saw each prospect made available to the media for Q&A sessions. Tavondre Sweat confirmed that he will participate in all of the on-field drills after weighing in today, as will Byron Murphy. Uh, Murphy yesterday talked about playing alongside the Outland Trophy winner while at Texas. Playing next to Tavondre, you know, uh Obviously, uh, first, I just want to say it was a blessing, you know, just to play with him and uh, playing with a guy like that, you know, he, he makes it easier for me, you know, and I also make it easier for him. And, you know, you know, each and every day we just pushed each other every day just trying to be great. You know, we competed every day and we also, you know, uh, I say we took a big step, a big role, you know, leading the defensive line. I feel like we, we led him in the right way. Certainly did. Uh, tight ends, defensive backs workout tomorrow, which includes former Longhorns Jatavion Sanders and Ryan Watts. Saturday features quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. So Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, and A.D. Mitchell, along with Jordan Whittington, will be working out. Jonathan Brooks obviously injured. He's just there for interviews. The offensive lineman will work out on Sunday. That means Christian Jones. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Yeah, Christian Jones is actually rising up draft boards, too. I was a little surprised to see him ranked pretty high. And this is a deep offensive tackle class, but he's not being projected as a tackle. Being projected as a guard at the next level. Um, which is also not entirely shocking. A lot of college tackles end up becoming NFL guards. Uh, we talked yesterday about the, you know, the the different data points and drills that are considered or that correlate to success for a tackle in the NFL, and it's like all of them. <laughs> it's like every drill matters for tackles in terms of projecting them at the NFL level because their their skill set has to be so well rounded. Um, so for a guy like Christian Jones, there's a good chance, yeah, that. Maybe he'll excel as a guard at the next level um, because of, uh, you know, he's a guy that's very coachable. Um, even when he got to the to the Longhorns, um, he struggled early on but improved every year. And the truth is he hadn't really been in that because that body 
is you know that long. I mean, this is a guy that grew three three inches and gained a hundred pounds since his freshman year of high school, and his body has transformed. And I think it's taken him a while to get used to that body. Now he, I think he has gotten acclimated to that size and that frame, and we've seen improvement every year as a result. The NFL scouts will look at that and say, "Man, this guy maybe have a really high upside because." Um, he has it, you know. He's gotten better every every season as a player. Um, what if we change positions for him? And theoretically, his athleticism should make it easier for him to play guard. That's the theory. Theory is it's like when you move a corner to safety. It's like, well, he should. The cor- we don't have to worry about coverage. Um, we move him to safety because he, he I, that should be an easy part of his game. We just got to worry about him coming down and being able to tackle. Um, your, your athleticism should translate. His athleticism should translate if they're moving him inside too. So uh, that's why Christian Jones rising up some draft boards, um, and he should. I mean, he's done. Like I said he's done a lot of work to improve his game over the last few years. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I didn't think he was an NFL prospect first time. So I was like, Nah, I well, got, he, I got yeah. him playing in the league. Brand new to football, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, coming up, Rod, we will uh, get some uh, bullish or BS for the end of the hour. Also, we're talking about Luka Doncic, MVP. You see what LeBron did last night out in L.A. We'll get you details on that coming up at 39 years old. Pretty incredible. Uh, Ty's favorite player he was in it. rare form last night. He still got it. Uh, I will mention real fast before we go to the rant, though, uh, I agree with Vic Schaefer. Longhorns kind of got hosed last night at Oklahoma. I guess it can happen on the road, um, but – uh, if you're watching this game, we talked about the game of the year in the Big 12 on the women's side. It was 70-68 to 68 Texas, and the Longhorns corralled a rebound, and we're going to have the ball and possession and a chance to probably make a couple of free throws and maybe yeah. win that ball game. Uh, as, she, as she was corralling the rebound, Madison Booker, the fabulous freshman, uh, you know, one of the Oklahoma players swiped the ball, and she never really controlled it. Okay. She was going to have control of it. You could have called it a foul, but I don't think it was a foul. But she never controlled the ball as she ran up, the, kind of coming out of the lane, okay. up towards the three-point line going the other way, and they called her for traveling. And Vic Schaefer was irate, rightfully. She, ne- she never controlled the ball. You can't call traveling on somebody who never really had the ball. As the ball's like coming into her, between her two hands, the, the Oklahoma player swiped it, and so as she's running, trying to take off down court, she never controls the ball. She ended up with control of it after she after the ball got swiped and she got the ball back, but they called her for traveling, which then gave the ball back to Oklahoma with 13 seconds to go. That led to a series in which they missed a three, corralled a rebound, kicked it back out, hit a three to win the game with under four seconds to go. Hmm. Um, had, they, had they not called traveling there, which I think was a wrong call, if they don't call traveling, Texas has the ball uh, with 13 seconds to go. Uh, and who knows what happens? Madison Booker may have raced up court uh, if they don't call traveling, and you know they could have maybe run out the clock. Either way, Oklahoma would have had to foul, okay. and Texas would have gone to the foul line with a two-point lead. Instead, they called traveling, which gave possession back to Oklahoma. It was a close call. It was one of those in real time. It can maybe looked like traveling, but you look on, a, on replay, she never controlled the ball, which means you can't call traveling on someone who doesn't have the ball. Uh, I think Vic Schaefer was yeah. right. Uh, but that's how close it was for the Longhorns winning that ball game in Norman. Instead, give Oklahoma credit. Uh, you know, Lexi Keys nails a three, and uh, they win that 71-70. We knew it would be a compelling game, and it was. Uh, tough break. Tough break for sure for Texas. I thought it was a bad call. Uh, in the end, the Horns come up on the short end of that game. They lost both games to Oklahoma this year. Um, you know, Did that cost them maybe a number one overall seed in the tournament? Big picture. Uh, give Oklahoma credit though. That's a real good team. They're fifteen and two now in the Big Twelve. Uh, that's yeah. That's that's interesting. I I didn't see it. I got to go 
uh, it looked like. Out. I mean, so, and, and I'll give this to the officials. This isn't blaming the officials. In real time, it was a tough call because it looked like traveling. Okay. But then, if you go back and watch it, she never really corralled the ball. She she was gaining control of the ball when it got swiped, and then it kind of rattled against her midsection. Okay. And then, but you said it looked like it. It could initially. have looked in real time. You kind of said, "Okay, that looked like traveling." But then you look, look at it on replay, and like, "Okay, she never had the ball," which is what Vic Schaefer was. High. Vic Schaefer saw it from the other end of the court. He was like, "She never had the ball. She never had the ball," and she really didn't. But you know, that's just a tough break right well, there. You know, you're not as, as Texas leaving the Big Twelve. Well, you're not gonna get the benefit of well, that. Oklahoma's leaving too. Damn it. That is true. <laughs> Good point. You're right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You're right about that. It seems like they got a special vendetta against that, but you're right. Oklahoma's leaving too. Yeah. It was just. It was just a tough call. Tough yeah. call and bad. Bad break right there, because uh, Texas would have had control of the game with a two point lead and the ball under ten, under thirteen to go, and uh, instead Oklahoma gets the ball in the possession that ends up to the game winning three. So, yeah. quick thought on that. We'll take your thoughts if you're watching that game last night on ESPN Plus. Longhorns fall short at Oklahoma. Right now, it's time for Rod's first rant of a Thursday. Rod's Rant of the Day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. And I'm not going to take this anymore! Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real! My God! Okay, it's happening! Everybody stay calm! No, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. We'll play that later. All right. Um, yesterday, we uh, talked about the report from Spot Track that Dak Prescott uh, reportedly could <clears throat> demand, or, or I don't say demand, he could get an extension uh, upwards of three years, $180 million. Uh, 169 practically guarantees what they say here, and $76 million in 2024, essentially that would make him the highest-paid quarterback in the league if that is the case, um, coming off a year where he was second in the MVP voting and his best year, you could argue, as a, as a pro in the NFL. Okay, so the, 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 at least the belief is that the Cowboys want to resign Dak Prescott. As a matter of fact, Stephen Jones has talked about this. Here's a couple of Stephen Jones cuts um, that my man Ty's pulled of him recently. I believe at the combine talking about extending guys and how he wants to extend Dak as well. Here is uh, Stephen Jones. You know, you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap. I don't think any team does. But uh, you know, we're certainly going to be able to, uh, you know, go out and go to work and, and, and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful. Do, do you want to do those deals this offseason? Yeah, we're not real. Like I said, won't expound on any details, timing, amounts. No, no, not timing, but you said you were going to do about three of them. I'm not going to say when. Okay. All right. And there's another cut of Stephen Jones talking about extensions for guys, and Dak is one of those three he was talking about. Here's Stephen Jones. Our whole thing with Dak is him being a cowboy. That's all that's on our mind, and uh, certainly don't get into those type of thoughts. The NBA has a supermax where two players on the team get – a lot of money. Would you be opposed <laughs> to that for the NFL? I'm not going to get into theoreticals <laughs> today. Right. I'm sorry. on that one. Right. So, so not timeline-wise, but you do want to extend that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, and that's Calvin Watkins, by the way. So, shout out to Calvin Watkins for the, for the audio. So, the belief is that they want to extend that. There's a report now from Michael 
Gelkin, I believe. Yeah, get Michael Gelkin, who does great work following the Cowboys. He he tweeted this out, and he has a story um, that backs it up at the Dallas Morning News that the Cowboys. He said a Dak Prescott offseason extension is not promised, um, which is interesting. It's not that he's saying that. He also pointed out that Mike Zimmer and the other new hires signed on one-year deals, which isn't surprising because your head coach essentially is a lame-duck coach, and he's on the last year of his deal. I don't know if you can extend assistant coaches <laughs> and give them longer deals than the head coach. So I assume that Mike Zimmer and other other coaches were on one-year deals, but apparently people are really surprised by that. And unless you extend Mike McCarthy, you can't extend the assistant coaches. And that's That would be unorthodox, to say the least. But the Cowboys are unorthodox. I mean, they probably have done that before because they've um, prioritized guys like Kellen Moore and um, some of the you know, in-house hires. So that maybe that's happened before with the Cowboys, but – um, that has that's been reported by Michael Gilkin, but I, I do think it is interesting that he says a Dak Prescott offseason extension is not promised um, for a lot of Cowboys fans and a lot of Cowboys observers, even like you, E. Uh, maybe this is a report that is hinting or implying that the Cowboys may decide to move up, no, move in a different direction. Than Dak Prescott. It's the first time I've heard any report say that a extension is not promised. I mean, he had his best season ever. It. I think it's highly unlikely that they don't get a deal done with Dak. I think it's probably more likely he gets the sixty million a year, a three-year, hundred eighty million dollars extension. But for those who are not all in on the Dak experiment <laughs> and Dak being the franchise quarterback, I guess this is hope. So there you go. You got some hope that Dak Prescott. Well, get I mean, this extension because you disagree with extending Dak. Well, because you know, I've made the argument. I think their window under this group has closed. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, same time, I you know, to, to make him the highest paid player in the league. That's uh, one of the reports. After it, another it failed January, um, I think you're you're just prolonging the the problem, uh, big picture, and not moving towards a solution, which would be a different quarterback. Um, you agree it's a growing it's, – it's a, not the going rate, but that – I mean, it seems that the, the, the franchise quarterback that's up for a deal usually ends up getting – Sure, he's next. Uh, yes, He's exactly. following Lamar a Jackson and Joe Burrow, deal. and he's yes. coming off a, a season in which he was runner-up yeah. for the MVP. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that's this – this is a conundrum. We talked about it right after the season. This is a real problem for the Cowboys. But you're marrying, you're marrying yourself to a quarterback at a huge number – Who's not going to move you move the needle come January? He's just it's been proven for eight seasons now. This is not this is not a small sample size. Uh, so you're either going to move towards the next, absorb the pain, the short term pain, instead of kicking the can down the road for another you know three or four years until you make the same decision. That would be my argument. You're going to make this decision three or four years from now. Make it now. Make it now and give Trey Lance a try. Absorb the blow. Uh, and if Trey Lance isn't the answer, then you're going to be bad enough to be picking high enough to draft the next quarterback, yeah. which, as you've pointed out over and over again, bad organizational habit of not drafting quarterbacks. But, you know, you did trade for one. So, um, you know, it, it sounds harsh because of a guy that finished runner-up for the MVP. But at the same time, I've seen this story before, and I don't expect it to change. No, it seems – I mean, if it, the reports – I don't know – Right now, obviously, there are different reports about, you know, whether Dak is going to be extended or not. 
but if you look at the lame duck status of Mike McCarthy, yep. and then you look at now the we just talked about how the assistants they're all on one year deals. It, it would seem that this is a a situation where Jerry wants a, kind of a prove it year for the Cowboys in Jerry Jones's eyes. He's like, nah, prove it to me. And then I'll extend everybody and I'll pay everybody if Dak doesn't get that extension. Um, but like I said, everybody expects it to get done, and they can't really maneuver the salary cap. Well, that's the without problem, getting right? that deal done. That's the that's why to me it seems it's got it's inevitable. That's why Dak has so much leverage. That's why it's right. a reality he could end up being the highest paid player in the league and quarterback. Uh, yeah, in the league. You, I don't think you can He's have got, both of those things. You can't prove it to me because if you don't extend Dak, you're, you're hamstringing yourself and handicapping yourself to be able to put the proper players around him geez. to keep Tyron Smith to bring in running backs. Sign C D Lamb. Sign C D Lamb. There's can't a lot of it. you can't do all those things without it. I get it, and but that's. That's why I say the short-term pain. I mean, you, you've got some, some foundation. I believe you have some young foundational pieces you can build around for the future. It's not like a total rebuild because you do have Micah Parsons. You do have C.D. Lamb. Uh, you do have good young players in key spots. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland, uh, that you can, you can build your, your foundation around. Uh, but it may, may take a year or two. Uh, but you've got to get in a position to, to get the next quarterback or give Trey Lance a try. Uh, because you did trade for him. He was the third overall pick a few years ago. Again, I'm, I, I'm not claiming any of these are fun ideas. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a it's, drastic it's, shift. It's dealing with the problem, right? It's, uh, it's coming to Jesus, as they say, Rod. But uh, is extending him for four or five more years in your best interest if it's about winning a Super Bowl? It, the hope is that this is the beginning of Dak taking his game to another level. Being a second, you know, second uh, runner-up to the MVP and, and having his best season ever—that's the hope. That's why you would sign him. Is that now, finally, maybe Dak is ready to put himself among the elite quarterbacks? I don't know if that's the case. You said you've seen enough. Well, and but and he I, did have his best season ever in the regular season. I've seen enough. I have not seen any high performance in January. None. Eight times. But neither two and seven. We haven't seen that from Lamar Jackson either. Yeah, but he's 20. Agreed. Well, the, the same narrative. I, we, it's a parallel, without a doubt. But he's got two MVPs. He's got two MVPs, and he's also, you know, younger. Uh, I would also say this. Uh, you know, the, the fact that the salary cap went up $30 million may help with that, to where actually you could do some things to keep some people around him while absorbing it. Uh, so it's not such a blow. But, again, that's, that's for capologists to do. I'm just I'm – not, I'm not getting married to that quarterback for another five years. It's – you're just prolonging the inevitable, in my opinion. Yeah. No, you could be right about that. Um, all right. So uh, one more uh, quick cut from uh, Stephen Jones about uh, the linebacker play. This is interesting. I think he kind of takes a shot at Dan Quinn here, but I'm not sure. Here is uh, – this is the Dak attack one, uh, please, Ty. Um, here is Stephen Jones talking about the lack of depth at linebacker. You know, we certainly have obvious needs, uh, you know, on both defense and offense that we'll need to uh, – to look at uh, with guys who are going to be free agents, obviously Tyron and Baidez, and uh, you know you got guys who are uh, going to be free on that side. Uh, obviously the linebacking situation we got a little thin there. Uh, you know what Mike's vision is for Micah: is he a true, you know, pass rusher most of the time, or has got some? You know, last year he ended up that's pretty much what he did, and I think you know very effective. But I think it hurt us with our linebacker depth because we were thinking of, you know he was going to do more linebacking but you know I think between the linebacker situation and you know obviously we're, we're still working thought he'd do more linebacking 
um, than he did last season. So I don't know. Maybe they want Micah playing more linebacker. I, I can't wait to see what Mike Zimmer's vision is for Micah either because um, he's not really known for – you know, moving guys around and having a malleable multiple defense, and that's where Micah has been most comfortable. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, that that uh, clip right there was pretty enlightening. I mean, uh, Stephen Jones admitting we got really thin at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Well, that's on – I mean, this is this goes to, to mismanagement at the front office level. The minute DeMarvion Overshone got hurt in camp, you better have been looking for linebackers. Yep. Because Leighton Van Der Esch is an injury-prone player, period. Very true. Uh, so, so when you get to your most important part of your year, you don't have any linebackers left. Uh, you didn't do anything before the trade deadline. You didn't do anything during camp when DeMarvion got hurt. You stuck by the hope that you could stay healthy. We like our guys. And so you get to the most important games of the year, and you're play, playing six DBs because you don't have any linebackers, and the Packers run all over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mismanagement, Rod. That's a problem. And you didn't have a running back beyond Tony Pollard. That's mismanagement, Period. Say what you want. Uh, you know, two years ago it was Amari Cooper. You didn't have enough weapons because you traded Amari Cooper and didn't replace him. Uh, that goes straight to the general manager's office. Yeah. Not looking long-term. Uh, we, and you, there's the president of the team saying, yeah, we got pretty thin a linebacker. We're saying we didn't have any linebackers left. Well, he's not the GM. <laughs> he's yeah. not the GM. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, that ain't my job. My job is mean, the he's, GM. He's speaking out loud what we talk about. Like, how did you not have any why, – why was Dan Quinn playing six DBs against the Packers? Because they didn't have any linebackers. They didn't have any linebackers. Everybody got hurt. I believe Damone Clark is the only linebacker that lasted the entire season. He was well, it. I mean, you can say yeah. that's just bad luck. You can also say, well, your third-round pick got hurt in camp. You never had another linebacker. Leighton Van Der Esch has been his career. You know, he's got a history of neck injuries. Yeah, he you almost had to anticipate that he may not be reliable enough, and they didn't do anything about it. They yep. didn't trade for linebackers. They didn't try to acquire further linebackers. Uh, and when they needed it most, they didn't have any linebackers. Hope it's not a strategy. No, it's not. Yep. <laughs> the Cowboys use it all the time. They do. They operate on hope. Yeah. <laughs> we like our guys. We like our guys. Yes, and, well, guess what? If they re-sign Dak, they're hoping that he takes a step. That's basically it, yeah. You're hoping. he sure. take, I've seen enough. We like our guys. Yeah. you seen it? I mean, hopefully he actually – I know. I'm, there you go. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Once <hoping>. again, yeah, <laughs> hopefully he takes another step, though. That's the That is the hope. If he don't. Mike McCarthy's gone. I will say Mike McCarthy is going to be gone. I don't, I don't think he's getting an extension. He's going to be lame ducked. They all, the, the entire coaching staff will. He wants to see him get, get to the NFC title game, I think, before he brings Mike McCarthy back. Hope and change, Rod. Hope and change. Mm-hmm. Selling it like Obama. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, he know, will. I don't know if he will, but he sells it, though. He sells it. All right, we'll do more coming up. There's Rod Zarant, the first one of a uh, Thursday morning. We'll come back, pick up uh, the other big topics, including that Longhorn basketball game last night on the women's side. LeBron James, uh, down the youth last night at 39 years old. We'll get you details. Some bullish or BS for the end of the hour. It took him up with Ian Robbie. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Hook them up, rolls on. We'll have bullish or BS before the top of this hour on this, the free day, right? It's the 29th of February, leap year. Oh, yeah. So if you if you get paid on a uh, bi-monthly schedule, Rod, your, your paycheck's probably already in the bank. Yep. It's, already, it's already in. Straight cash on. You got to so you're working out. for free today. Well, I don't like working for free. Free 99. I don't like working for free. That ain't <laughs> This fun. is the extra day, Mm-mm. number 366 of yeah. this calendar year. Uh, so enjoy that today, whatever you're doing, as we get you rolling. Quick uh, note, programming-wise, Rod, I'll have a major announcement coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. 
about uh, my uh, myself personally. We'll get you that coming up. Also, a bullish or BS for the top of the hour. Oh, yeah. That'll be at about 9.05 this morning. Hey, Rod, uh, this text says, hey, quit saying Trey Lance, E. Hell no to Hell Trey Lance. No. I'm just going to no. say, look, you, you gave up a fourth-round pick to get him, mm-hmm. right? Dra- Dak Prescott was da- drafted in the fourth round. Yes, he was. Jake Ferguson was drafted in the fourth round. Fourth-round pick, Tony Pollard was drafted in the fourth round. Fourth-round picks are pretty valuable picks. Uh, we expect several Longhorns to go in the fourth round here coming up in the draft on, uh, on that Saturday, uh, last Saturday in April. Uh, that's, a, that's a valuable pick. They I'll, did that for a reason. Yeah. More than just, you know, I mean, there, there, there was something, there's a method to the madness, and that's where you wondered to the Michael Gelkin tweet, is there something to it that in Jerry's mind, if we don't pull it off this year, we're going to have major cap issues and we're moving on. Uh, I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying it's not implausible that they're thinking, you know what? Um, we, we, we now know over eight years that Dak's not clutch. He doesn't have the clutch gene. Yep. He's not going to elevate our team come January. That's what it's going to take to win a Super Bowl. We have Trey Lance, and I'm not saying he's the answer, but you gave up a fourth-round pick to get him. He's the former third overall pick in the draft. And, you know, if your plan is to move off of Dak and not re-sign him, which I'm not saying it is. I'm just playing the, playing the, the chess game here, or checkers. Um, then you have a, you have a quarterback. Yeah. that you've been working with. Mike McCarthy's a quarterback guy. And guess what? If Trey Lance isn't the guy, I guess the point would be this. You know Dak's not come January. You just know. Uh, you can hope he does change. I don't Could believe he, he will. Yeah. He is what he is. Uh, great regular season quarterback. Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins. I mean, just insert nice regular season quarterback, high-level regular season quarterback here that doesn't get it done when it matters most. Also a nice guy. Super else. nice guy. Great in the locker room. The whole bit. Nothing negative about the guy. It's just reality. Brass tacks. Mm-hmm. What if Trey Lance is the guy, right? What if he is a guy who didn't have enough experience in college and now we just saw Jordan Love in Green Bay sit for a few years, learn and absorb the game, and all of a sudden he's coming into his own. Uh, took some rough lumps early for Green Bay, but by the end of the year he was playing great. I mean, could 2024 be a year where you see what Trey Lance is about? Um, and to your point of – and then if he's bad, guess what? This is an also a good thing because now you're putting yourself in a position to draft a new quarterback. Right, you, you, you can't keep living in picking 24th overall, right? Yep. You're not going to find the next quarterback drafting 23rd, 24th, 25th. You're just not. You have to get bad enough. This, is your, this has been your argument about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who yep. Mike Tomlin's a really great coach. They're good enough, but they're not going anywhere with Kenny Pickett. Uh, yep. Ben Roethlisberger has retired and he's gone. You have to upgrade the quarterback position. Um, not saying it's the, the absolute thing that they're doing. I'm saying consider it consider it i think they are maybe. if you're looking for a five-year plan maybe this is the short-term answer to getting closer to winning a super bowl three four years from now yeah no i'm i i, I think as a as a front office you know executive and gm it's actually your your duty to explore the possibility you don't have to do it but you should research it and yeah. you should just t- discuss it like hey man is is the best way for us to extend our five-year window or should restart the five-year window because that's what the NFL is built on. It's built on these five-year windows pretty much. And once you're outside of that five-year window, you're likely going to start to regress or you're not going to win a championship. No, Nobody's ever done it, won a championship, their first one, um, with the same quarterback and the same coach outside of that five-year window. It's usually within that five years. And outside of that, you're going to have trouble. Look at Buffalo. They're right there. Hell, right now, the I believe the Ravens just got there with Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh. They just got to the five-year window where he's been the starting quarterback and um, with the same head coach 
you don't win a, a title and contend for a Super Bowl in that in that window. You need to change something dramatically and drastically. Maybe maybe the QB, maybe the head coach, maybe all your assistants, whatever. You got to change something because the NFL is not really structured for you to be able to pay all your guys that you know, and then pay that quarterback too, and still be able to compete at a high level unless you get the best quarterback in the league, which Kansas City's done. But Kansas City's relatively cheap. Kansas City is a cheap organization, guys. We don't talk about that enough. Remember, I always said, where's the money going? Because they got rid of Tyreek Hill, but they didn't pay anybody else. They didn't bring in another top-notch receiver. Nope. They got one of the biggest bargains in all of football because Travis Kelsey, he, his stats and productivity are a number one wide receiver stats, but they pay him like the, the number one tight end. So they're getting a bargain there. Um, they hadn't paid Chris Jones yet, <laughs> and he's one of the best defenders. Like, where's the money for the Kansas City Chiefs? And then it turns out, Kansas City ranked 31st in the survey, the, the player survey about, last. <laughs> about their team. And Clark Hunt like, yeah, and they last in owners. 32nd among the owners and least likely to invest in facilities. And they were 31st when you look at the, the overall survey. So they don't even spend a lot of money away from the field. They don't spend a lot of money on the field. They just got the quarterback. That's it. See, you hit that, you, everything else can be lackluster. <laughs> Are we watching Junk Jones right now? There you go. Well, there he is. Well, there you look, go, Junk Jones. There you go. <laughs> and this tech, this this tech, Texas entrance says only one team wins the championship, so technically it's only one clutch quarterback. Well, look, Dak Prescott's two and five in the playoffs. Two and five. Uh, he doesn't even. I mean, yes, there are other clutch quarterbacks. I I believe that. Joe the, Burrow's Joe Burrow's clutch. Joe, Joe Burrow's got the, clutch. Got the clutch scene. Um, I I just know, what I know is that QBs. Dak Prescott is not clutch. Um, and you know he he, he and what uh, Alex Smith have the record for most playoff starts with their with their winning percentage, right? Um, at two and two and five. You've had seven starts in the playoffs. You've only won two times. That's. You know, it's not all his fault, but it's it's largely he come up, comes up small in those spots. To your point of the Chiefs, uh, I don't even know what to make of that, that, that they're winning the Super Bowl, and yet yeah, their amazing. owner got voted 32nd out of 32 owners for being the worst. It's amazing. Like they, it's, Only the Bengals were close. And, and the Bengals and Mike Brown have always been seen as a cheap organization. Yeah, notoriously cheap. Notoriously Inf- infamously cheap. cheap. Yeah. Um, tell you, I don't because like the Cowboys, that's a family business. It, it's amazing what Patrick Mahomes is able to do. <laughs> that, that takes it to the a whole different level. Yeah, like this. Like the players voted yeah. him the worst owner the in players, pro football on a team that's won, has been in four <laughs> of the last five Super Bowls and won three of them. On a, they're on a dynastic run right now. And they're like, yeah, the owner is cheap, man. He's a cheap billionaire. And then and, and think about it, on the field, Brett Veach, they don't spend a lot of money on the field. When you go look at playoff success compared to cash spent from 2019 to 2023, there are only four teams that spent uh, less cash in, than the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Washington, Atlanta, New England, and Chicago. But they've had way more playoff success than everybody. It's amazing what they've done. It's amazing. Yeah. That is uh, – I saw that come out yesterday, and we'll get into some of the grades that came <laughs> down. Texans and Cowboys both graded well as far as facilities and training and the owner and that kind of stuff. They're both in the top ten. Uh, but, yeah, to be they have the Super Bowl champions back-to-back have the owner ranked by, – graded by his own players. His own players. They're like, 32 you're so out of 32. Cheap. Why don't you spend some money around here and then <laughs> – why don't you improve these facilities, man? We're winning. We're winning championships. Nope. I mean, it's amazing. So tell me this: you've got the best quarterback, the best coach, the best defensive coordinator, and the worst owner. 
And remember, they weren't That's pay- unbelievable. They, they just paid Andy Reid, guys. Andy Reid was like, what, sixth or seventh highest paid coach in the league yeah. prior to them just bumping him. They, 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 I'm telling you, I don't. Where's the money going, for Kansas City? Where are they spending the money? They they got a a, a, a quarterback friendly deal from Mahomes. He's taking less money because yeah. he wants to play with better players. Where is the money? <laughs> there it is. Where's the money in Kansas City? It's amazing what Paying they're getting for that away hot with. Daughter of Clark Hunt or something. Whatever Man, that is. I don't, I don't know. know what what's going Unbelievable. on. Unbelievable. That, that's a quality organization, but they're not. Historically, <laughs> it's just, they have been. It's just Patrick Mahomes. Is just he, he just elevates everything. That's amazing. And for all the people t- arguing my Trey Lance point on the text line, look, I, I get it. I'm not saying Trey Lance is absolutely the answer. I'm saying you gave up fourth round pick to get him. He was the third pick in the draft. Uh, Kyle Shanahan evaluated and thought he was a really talented player. Yeah, they and just tr- remember, he was drafted uh, coming out of COVID. He hadn't played a lot of college football. Very and, little. And you could argue that the Niners traded him because they had found Brock Purdy. Yeah, they had. And Kyle trade. Shanahan has talked about that. Yeah. That we we. We didn't know what we had in Brock Purdy. Then we saw the guy. I was like, oh, that's our quarterback. Yep. So they traded Trey Lance. I'm just saying give Trey Lance a try, and if he's not any good, then you won't be good, and you'll draft high enough to draft the next quarterback. Investing in Dak Prescott for the next five years is staying the course is not a good option. Because you're And I'm not sitting here arguing that Trey Lance is the perfect option. It's better than that option. That would yep. be my opinion. Um, if you want to win a Super Bowl. Because you're approaching the five-year window. That's right. And you already regressed. It's an eight-year window now with Dak. You were tra- well, with Dak, yes. Him and Mac McCarthy together, <laughs> okay. right? Once yeah. you team them together. But you're approaching a five-year window, and you were supposed to get past the divisional round this year, and you didn't even get past the wild card round pretty much. So, that, yeah, you're in trouble. And you're regressing. People, several people saying it's not just Mahomes. That's true. I mean, Andy Reid, great coaches, great team. No, it is. It, it's the organization. It's they got the best uh, GM, best GM, best defensive coordinator, best OC, and the best quarterback. Like that, we've talked about that. But now we know that the the organization as a whole is not necessarily providing them with all the support they need. The, I mean, yeah, that, that, that and, vote was from the players. It was from the players. That's not an opinion. I mean, and, that's the players who play for the owner. And I think the I think. Brett Veach's philosophy is reflected by the ownership and the cheap billionaire because Brett Veach don't spend a lot of money in right. terms of their GM. They don't just go out and spend money. We know that. Except they, they didn't want to pay for Tyreek Hill. Let him go. They hadn't paid Chris Jones yet. They just decided to pay Andy Reid. <laughs> um, they got a team-friendly deal with Patrick Mahomes, probably the most team-friendly deal for a, a big-time quarterback in the league. And he, what, he signed a 10-year deal? They haven't even, they haven't even decided. They haven't even talked about extending him. Or, or you know, upping the the average annual value or anything. They've just decided, no, nah, man, we got this deal with Patrick Mahomes. He wants to win a lot of championships. He's willing to give us a discount. And I've told you guys about the Travis Kelsey bargain that they're getting. I they're, I don't know what they're like. I said I don't know what they're spending the money on, but it's all about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Spagnola and Brett Veach. They're just that good together. We'll come back. When we do, it's uh, bullish or BS, including Tyreek Hill, the aforementioned. Has he got the weirdest lawsuit you've ever heard of coming back? Hook him up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Him Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Interesting on the message line, 512-447-3776, says, guys, unpopular opinion probably, but the owner – with the highest-valued franchise, hasn't won a damn thing since I was a kid. The cheap guy has won three of the last five, just went back-to-back. Maybe he's on to something. No, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it is uh, a contrast, without a doubt. That is – I cannot believe that, man. That is, <laughs> voted the worst owner by his own players. Who won three of the last five Super Bowls. 
that says, I remember years ago when Derek Johnson went to the Chiefs, he commented in the newspaper that the Longhorn facilities were better than the Chiefs facilities. And apparently they haven't upgraded them. Yeah, well, that's interesting. <laughs> hey, so um, wild, speaking man. of former Chiefs, Tyreek Hillrod, bullish or BS time? Okay. I'm going to go ahead and out front call BS on this lawsuit. But Tyreek Hill's had himself an offseason. Yeah. He's had himself a year. He's been busy. We know he had issues coming out of Oklahoma State with uh, a you know domestic abuse issue. Yep. Had another one in Kansas City. So he's had off-field issues before. But since going to Miami, it seems like things have come off the rails a little bit for, for Tyreek. He's reportedly fathered three children that have been born this year or in the last six months. A lot of good-looking women in Miami. Yeah. A lot of them. Uh, he's married to Kenny Vaccaro's sister. Yeah. And they're either getting divorced or not getting divorced, depending on who you believe. I think they, yeah. I think he filed, but then said he didn't. He didn't, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going it's cheaper on. It's cheaper to keep him. His house caught on fire. Like, one of his kids burned his house down. Yeah, they were playing with <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird story. That was a weird story. And it now this. Been, could have been bad. Nobody was hurt, thank God. And now this. Oh, no. I mean, this is, you can't even make this up. Oh, no. So, Sophie Hall. Okay. Okay. A plus-size influencer. Hey. Babe. With 2.1 million followers on the gram, has sued Tyreek Hill for damages related to a June 2023 incident at oh. his Florida home. Okay, what did he do? That, oh, look, that they, later burned down, or burned. He, he didn't have anything going on with her, did he? He no. had something going on with her. Okay. She was at her house, reportedly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so she goes 250 pounds, Rod. She was her at her house or his house? His house. She goes six one two fifty. Oh, yeah, she's, she's thick. I like it. He goes 5'11", 180. She's thick. Now, were they, was something going on here? But or were they just she's she suing attending him. a party or something? <laughs> I don't even know how to make this up. So her lawyer has is, is filed a lawsuit, civil lawsuit, in which she claims that he intentionally broke her leg doing a football drill in the backyard in June of 2023. <laughs> Here's the uh, story. She's claimed Sophie Hall, 250, plus-sized influencer. Okay. Claims that the you know his mother's there, uh, right. family's there. So why is so she? So they're kind of like they're having a picnic. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know what's she, happening. Yeah, why is she there? This is weird. So they decide to do a football drill. Like okay. she, I mean, whoever this happens, and on the first attempt, she knocks him backwards. She knocks him on his rear. Oh, wow. two fifty against one eighty five. <laughs> so she, she embarrassed him. <laughs> exactly. She embarrassed. This is what the lawsuit okay. says. The lawsuit claims. That he was so embarrassed that, ang- by the way, on the four- she claims on the fourth try, like they, they did wow. the drill three different times. On the fourth in. try, he was so angry wow. that he, he says Hill was humiliated after Hall knocked him backwards during a football-friendly <laughs> lesson, according to the lawsuit, which led him to charging at her violently and with great force. Wow. The crushing force was so great that she sustained a right leg fracture necessitating surgery and metal hardware implantation. She is suing and seeking $75,000 in damages. I can't believe that. (laughs) I really can't believe it. That is crazy. Um, I have so many questions. I know. So there are witnesses to this then? Yes. But the witnesses are – Including his own trainer was there. So these are – but the witnesses are Tyreek Hill's people. Yes. Mm. I still don't know why she was there. A lawsuit claims Sophie Hall – a little mixer or something they were having? Why is she there? They don't forcefully and purposely shoved her while the two were participating in a football drill at his Southwest Ranch's mansion. And why are y'all doing football <laughs> drills in the backyard of this really nice house? I also, don't know. y'all that bored? I mean, that's what the well, alcohol entertain- is for. Entertainment. Yeah, uh, they might have been naked. 
Uh, were they naked? Going, his mama was there, right? Yeah, it can't be naked if mom's there. Yeah, mom, so I'm assuming this was like a casual. She I, don't, girl, I don't feel like Tyreek Hill's family. Like, I don't feel like their family get-togethers are like our, our family get-togethers. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I know, but you ain't naked in front of mama. You ain't, you ain't getting that wild. You know um, what I mean? But, I'm calling BS on this. On her story? Yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming they're there. They probably had some drinks. They definitely had some drinks. She said, I can, I can whoop your ass in a blocking drill. And, he did. And, and maybe she, she did. did. She did. But on the fourth try, if your leg breaks, well, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to beat you in a drill. Yeah, actually. He's a competitive dude. You, yeah, you, 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 you're, you're actually giving your consent to this because yes. you, do, you keep doing it over and over again. So why do you keep agreeing to it? You should be like, no. Now you were like, no, I don't want to participate in this, and he still rammed you. The lawyer's claiming he was humiliated during a football-friendly session and that he charged her with violence and great force. Well, you had violently forced yeah. him two yeah. previous it's, times. Yeah, I, I don't – and she weighs like 100 more pounds than him. Yes. <laughs> She's got 80 pounds on you. Yeah, no, I don't think she has a case either because you gave your consent to the drill. Yes. You ke- and you kept doing it over and over again. And had you been drinking? Yeah, you should have. Would that have contributed to the problem? If you had declined any, you know, request to do right. the drill again, be like, no, I don't want to do this. No, no, I'm turning my back. And then he still rammed you. There you then go. you got a case. But if you agreed to the drill, you got injured doing the drill. I'm, I'm a gentleman. You so. won the first three. He won the fourth. Yeah. And his was with more force. I, yeah. For y'all should, first of all, yeah. He, he shouldn't have agreed to it. If she, whoever was talking trash to the other, the other shouldn't have agreed to it. That's, no. And can I just say, I'm, there's I'm, a lot I'm, of drinking going I'm on. I'm bullish on that Tyreek Hill leads a very inter- interesting life. It's, it's not boring. <laughs> it ain't I, boring. I'm confused on how you can make a living being a plus-sized social media influencer. 2.1 million influencers. Yeah, because, uh, uh, dude, people. there's a I, lot of people out there that like thick women. I know, but you, now, like, just glorify being fat. Plus size. Like plus size, Watch man. yourself there, Plus fella. size. That's a lot. But that, that, that is the thing. That's Sophie a, Hall. You could look her up. That is a fetish for a lot of men. Plus size pleasers, uh, man. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Lane Bryant Lover. It is. it is. I played with some guys who had a fetish for, for bigger women. She got 2.1 million followers on the gram. Yeah. Oh, no. I'll tell you. Oh, Ty, that's a thing. That's a thing. Right, come on, man. This guy Tyree Kill, man. Three babies this month. Uh, House burns down. He's had a busy 2024. Doing so football far. drills in the backyard with a plus-size influencer. Man. Mama's there. Mama's I don't know, there. Man. <laughs> it's any a of wild this. life. Give that dude a camera. He's a reality TV show. He's going to go back to Kansas City. Wow. All right, we're back. Hook him up with Ian Rodby.